0: Hello everyone, this is episode 3 of series 3 and the second part of Related from Genesis. I've subtitled this article, Loving Each Other as Brother and Sister. You see, I think we need to start seeing ourselves as more like distant relatives as opposed to strangers because really, we all aren't that different biologically nor spiritually. For that matter. So as usual I will start by reading this week's article and then join me at the end when we reflect on what it means to love each other as brother and sister would. So sit back and relax. (music) Related from Genesis part 2. Love each other as brother and sister. In last week's article, we found out that ethnicity and race have nothing to do with biology. In fact, the division of official ethnic groupings stems from systematic racism. However, just because ethnic groups are not based on DNA does not mean to say that we do not need them in society. Ethnically dividing up society helps us reveal some important things we have in common, including historical background, biological makeup, social problems, living circumstances, and so on. However, whether you are black or white, tall or short, Chinese or American, everyone's DNA is 99.9% the same as each other's. Therefore, the distinctions between ethnic groups do not separate us biologically, only psychologically. I believe that the reason we have fabricated all this terminology around race and ethnicity is because our brains have difficulty understanding that just because we look different does not mean we are different. As a result, people over the centuries have found it hard to see both the similarities and differences in one person at the same time, a mentality that has unfortunately managed to psychologically seep its way through our generations though perhaps in a diluted form. All you have to do is look at any official government questionnaire in any country to see the discrepancies between official ethnic groups. For example, in the UK, there is never a box for Hispanic or British Hispanic among the officially recognised ethnic groups listed. Therefore, I have always ticked the mixed box to categorise my ethnicity. However, in the U.S. there is a box for those of Hispanic backgrounds. Equally, you may have noticed that while a black person in the U.S. is normally referred to as African-American, here in the U.K. my partner is classed as black British. One term refers to the origins of this ethnic group's ancestors, the other references skin colour. These discrepancies come to light even more so when discussing those of mixed ethnic backgrounds. According to the Cambridge Dictionary definition, the word ethnic is defined as Relating to or characteristics of a large group of people who have the same national, racial or cultural origins and who usually speak the same language. Simply put, Ethnicity refers to the collectivization of a large group of people based on similarities relating to language and characteristics. The interesting aspect to note is that the definition only said a large group of people, not a certain number or a specific selection. The definition stated above does not give us any clear markers or determining factors that make up an ethnic group apart from it being, essentially, a large group of people with similarities. There is also something I like to call the invisible sliding ethnic scale. Unfortunately, those of mixed ethnic backgrounds experience this predominantly, though sometimes those of single ethnic backgrounds do too. It is the idea that you are constantly being analyzed by people to determine which ethnic group they think you look more like. You may not have used the scale or even know it existed, but I can certainly say that from experience, people have constantly analysed and made their own decisions as to which ethnicity I most resemble, both in my physical features and in my characteristics. What's more, this scale is different according to the perspective of the person using it. I read an article in National Geographic about a pair of twins who have an English mother and a Jamaican father. Both girls were born with the same features, however, one girl was blonde-haired, blue-eyed and a fair complexion, while the other had thick, frizzy brown hair, brown eyes and a darker, tanned complexion. How does one go about describing these girls and putting them in a category? They are both as Jamaican and as English as each other, and, according to UK forms, they would be technically both categorised as black, British. However, for the blonde haired twin, this label is not reflective of her skin colour, just of her parents' ethnic background. In a Netflix documentary featuring British Nigerian actress Eku Edwar, a woman of very light skin complexion with the hair and the facial features of a Nigerian woman, Eku commented on the unforeseen challenges she faced when she reached the entertainment industry where everyone seemed to have an opinion on her skin colour. Eku would sometimes get rejected for parts because she was not black enough. So my question is, how dark would she have had to be to get the part? I know a Nigerian couple who have a four-year-old toddler. Her skin complexion is only a couple of shades darker than my own. Her mom has a very light complexion and her father has a darker complexion. Would we say that this child is not black enough to be Nigerian, even though she clearly is by heritage? The Bible says on the very first page of the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 21, So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and squarms in the water, and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. In Genesis 1, 25, it goes on to say, God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock and animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. God is really giving us a biology lesson here about animals, species and natural selection. God said that these animals would reproduce after their own kind. And that's why he took two of each species of animal and only one pair of humans onto Noah's ark at the time of the flood because we as human beings are the same species so can reproduce with each other. This explains why dogs are descended from wolves, cats are descended from lions, birds from dinosaurs, frogs from other amphibians and so forth. Over time we know that natural selection has given us many different types of animals. Hence why there is such an animal called a liger, a lion crossed with a tiger. Strange, but it works because they are the same kind. However, try mixing a lion and a crocodile, it is impossible. This is precisely what pro-slavery institutions, racist scientists like Samuel Morton, And eugenists like Hitler were all trying to prove that we are different races when in fact the truth is that we are all distant relatives of each other. In Hebrews 13 verse 1, God tells us that we must keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. I believe that God said this very deliberately as we must stop seeing each other through the lens of stranger. Apostle Paul, when writing his letters to the churches, constantly referred to his followers and church members as his brothers and sisters because he saw the human race through a very different lens. He acknowledged ethnic differences many times in his letters but then highlighted the unity that should be evident in the body of Christ and throughout the world. I believe that this is why we use such terminology in church, not just because it sounds nice, but because it fosters the love and unity that God wanted in his church, causing us to treat each other as brothers and sisters would, not like strangers. No one is really a stranger. They are simply a distant relative. (laughs) Well then, thanks for listening to this article. I hope you can take something away from this piece. So what does it mean to really love each other like a brother or a sister? Well, I have a few Bible verses and I have a few points that will help us understand this concept better. First, to love each other as a brother or a sister, we must first look at the way we love ourselves, which actually means if you can't love yourself, you won't be able to give the right love out either. The Bible says in Mark 12, 31, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said this was one of the most important commandments along with loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. God was saying that to love others was as important as loving himself. And the way in which we must love others is the way we love ourselves. Number two, to love each other as a brother or a sister, we must honor and have respect for one another. In Romans 12, 10, the Bible tells us to love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Wow, I love that. Outdo one another with honor. I truly believe that if we concentrated more on what was right with a person than what is wrong with a person, we could start honoring and respecting each other more. Take time to look out for the good things about your work colleagues, friends, or that annoying person in class. You might be surprised, actually, they have some really good traits. In a world where people are tearing each other down with words and slander, let's fight to build up the confidence of those around us with brotherly love. And finally, this is a tough one, but in order to love each other as brother and sister, we must learn to love those whom we may feel as though don't deserve to be loved. In Matthew 6, 44, Jesus says to his disciples, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. Wow. In other words, could you love someone who has done you wrong? That person you have a grudge against? That person who took money from you? Jesus even goes on to say in a few verses later, that if you only love those who love you, where is the reward in that? That is why I wrote this article, because not only is loving your friends and your family, your work colleagues and church members a good thing, but we must also learn to love even those who perhaps in your eyes don't deserve to be loved. But Jesus said that his Father in heaven gives his sunlight to both the good and the evil. Matthew 6:45. Next week I shall be showing you the consequences of what happens when there is hatred in a person, hatred towards one another, and how devastating the effects can be. So next time everyone remember to subscribe and share this podcast with somebody thank you for your encouragement as always you can reach out to me on instagram on facebook or by email all of my contact details are in the description of the podcast so till next time stay blessed and watch out for next week's article the final parts are related from genesis bye